Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast which will be writing to the SFA seeking clarification. This week on Heart and Hand, the silence of the sheep continues for another year. Well, this week is International Week, and in the best traditions of International Week, it's a mini-podcast. So, it's myself, David Edgar, and our much, much missed last week guest, Scott Vandenacker. Hello, big man. Hello. It's good nice to have to you back. back. It is indeed. As Gary Glitter said, oh no, women at home. No, we don't, we, no, no. We don't, we don't talk about that sort of thing. Uh, we've got lots to talk about this week, mm-hmm. um, but because it's just the two of us, uh, although we are the best ones. I think so. You know, I, I'm not sure about this arrangement. Producer Chris is set up though. That we'll have to look at each other. Yeah. It's a bit Smith and Jones. Isn't it is it? very Smith and Jones. Um, Hope we, it's funnier. Than well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it can't not be, can yes. it? Uh, right, we we have to start off Wednesday night. Hibs. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. We've been talking on the pod for a while about a few frailties creeping in, and they well, all you have well, and they all came to surface in the same night. Slower than a week in the jail. No crisp passing. Missed a few chances, really rope at the back. And 13, all the same night. 13 players used, and every single one of them had a nightmare. From McGregor falling on his arse from a trundler, fallen by the midfield, seemingly unable to, to find someone three yards away in the same colour jersey, to misfired in strikers. And Cammy's not here this week to defend Kalaf, who was actually the least bad. He was four out of ten when everybody else was yeah. three out of ten, but he did miss a couple of sells. He did, and he is a striker. He's not a natural striker, though, he's not a finisher. But we sort of bought him as one, though. You'd hope. Well, yeah, okay. well, we bought him as one, and then three years later, I think you can count on, on one hand the number of times he's been played through the middle. I, think, I remember one, the best things after the game when I think it was my dad maybe had the audacity to suggest to you to pick out a star performer. I thought yeah. you were going to have a heart attack. Well, I just I was struggling because it was one yeah. of those nights where usually you have bad performances and there's a few guys that are kind of, but every single player was very, very poor. And I think it was one of those, like, Hibs were well worth the win. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely no complaints, and no complaints from anyone that, that I knew that was at the ground. And what mm-hmm. I thought was funny 
uh, on Wednesday night was the fact that the fans moved through, you know, first of all there was shock, then there was anger, then there was disbelief, then there was just resignation followed by some real gallows humour at the tail end of it, mm-hmm. and maybe the fact that we knew that Celtic had lost 15 yeah. minutes from the end of the game did, did help that. I think every group of fans on the ground had a wee guy next to him saying to know it hurts, and that, and that I think did help a bit. It was when Ledley was sent off though, did a group of people run about you? It seemed to happen to everyone else that I know do an impression of him that they sort of did like a, a who was that guy? Charlie, you know, the, the Chinese guy. Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan, they did that because of his enormous horse like <laughs> teeth. <laughs> well maybe he bit the hearts player. I haven't seen incident. We have to be careful not to not to slag Celtic players because we believe that Celtic after our um, Fraser Foster or so, sorry, sorry, Fraser Foster. Yeah. Um a running gag about the Celtic course, yes. uh, Newcastle third choice goalkeeper. We believe that Celtic have written to playback media for clarification of, yeah. of just what that meant. Well, did, to be honest, it is a conspiracy though. It is a conspiracy oh, yeah. to take the piss. We all yeah. sat together and said we should take the piss out of that guy's <laughs> list. Yeah, and indeed everything to do with Celtic. Yeah. So if, if you're listening, Celtic, it is a conspiracy. I have a question. Yes. Celtic have been wronged again. Again? Again. By who, the Masons? Most likely. Yeah. Uh, an Italian Mason. What? When Celtic signed Fraser Foster, yes. we were told that he was England's future number one goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and yet he hasn't been selected for the squad. What? That Fabio Capello is nothing but a dirty Masonic proddy orange bigot. Is he one of the proddy Italian Tims? He must be. He must be. Yeah, he's got to be. I, I can't believe it. It's the same with Alan Thompson. There was the Celtic fans really pushed him into his one cap that lasted 15 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. before he got hold off. to see him, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, we are skipping away from the Hibs game. We are rapidly. <laughs> but all you can do is put a game like that down as a bad night at the office and try and move on. I'm hoping, I mean, two bad home games in a row, I think what you have to say is the Rangers have to put, to perform better. I know you can say it's an off night and Inverness Cali was an off day. But day, well, late afternoon. Late afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It was still... One point from two home Do you games. know that by what your butler brought you? It was, yeah. You know, in the evening it was Pims and during the day it was a light refreshing ale. It's breakfast I'm worried about. It's the vodka for breakfast. It's most, <laughs> most troubling. Been there, done that, yeah. bought the t-shirt. I just think it's one point from the last two home games. It's, it's all very well to say it's early days, we're still top of the league, but that's not good form. Well, we can then move on yeah. to um, what is always a guaranteed three points. Heart and Hands a young podcast, would you say, Scott? A few months at the most. A few months, uh, well, three months, and, and we're grateful to all you Heart and Hand listeners out there. I have to call them listeners now, I've got Slav for calling them readers, try to be humorous. You know? they, they could probably read a transcript of it. Well, that's what I said, yeah, but you know, it's Dingwall. I've, I've allowed him his head, it's far too much, oh. and, and you should never give head to Mark Dingwall. I don't think so. I mean, either. I think that that's, that's became clear. And Most people don't when they're alive. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. the 40-year-old virgin. Anyway, in our, our short history, we've already celebrated two short wins over Aberdeen, so we decided to spice it up, and what we said was uh, we would look for other things to talk about, and first of all, I've got to say credit to the Aberdeen fans. That's an odd thing on heart and hand, am I right? That's very unusual. What what makes you say this, David? Well, on Saturday, the Aberdeen fans sang about Ian Durant, mm-hmm. Neil Simpson, mm-hmm. Davy Cooper, mm-hmm. Richard Goff. Yeah. And I think they think that if they sing songs from the 80s and close their eyes mm-hmm. tight enough mm-hmm. and all hug each other really, really tight, they'll wake up and it'll be the 80s. Yes. And they'll actually not be this joke humiliation of a club. I mean... Aberdeen are a club that we wipe our arse with now, yes. let's be honest. I mean, we literally wipe our arse and then flush them down the toilet. 19 years since they've won at Ibrox, and their fans were so embarrassed. Oh, there was a terrible moment in the second half when they were singing a song to Alan McGregor, and for a terrible moment I thought they were calling him a papist. But it's okay, mm-hmm. it turned out to be some far less worrying. 
thankfully. Yeah. Think about Aberdeen fans. In, in every wardrobe of the Aberdeen fan, right at the back is a pink sort of Pringle jumper. <laughs> yes. And a pair of golf slacks. They, they still wish, long for the days when they were Bernhard Langer, lookalikes, chasing people with golf clubs. It's when they threaten you, though, and you know, that you're supposed to be scared of this red Arby and they're fit like Aber, fit like Gunny. You see, you have to take your phones out yeah. first, and then you're like, what? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm listening to this piece of, oh, you've got a Walkman, like, no, this is an iPod, <laughs> yes. we have them down here. Yeah. What are you saying? My wife actually claimed she met somebody who could speak Aberdonian. No. Apparently, but I think it's, it's the one he sings, it's a myth, I don't think. The no. thing about the sheep is, I guarantee you, see if you go up to a, a nightclub in Sheepland, right, you will be turned away unless you're wearing black patent shoes. Yes. If you do manage to get in, mm-hmm. you know, if you slip them, sort of like a, an old style mm-hmm. 50p, um, then, mm-hmm. oh, a shiny coin and they'll let you in. But if you do get in, then the top floor filler mm-hmm. is simple minds. Yes. Because they're convinced that they'll appear on that, like top of the pops, eh? <laughs> Next week. It is, you know, they're just so embarrassed, but they really were embarrassing on Saturday, even by their own standard. I've never seen a club arrive at Ibrox, any club, even lower division clubs, who had made it so transparently obvious that if they avoided losing by four, they would consider it the equivalent of qualifying for the Champions League. I guess Mark McGee, though, very slow improvements, you have to, you know, <laughs> you know. it's a day of time. Still getting pumped, still bottom of the league almost, but obviously it's better. And to their fans, sadly, not getting pumped by us as much as they get pumped by Celtic is a result for their fans. Um, it's I'm, a sad thing. You know that they're walking away going, moral victory. Yeah. God, not again. I thought it was really kind of them because Rangers are struggling, we've got injuries, we've got a small yeah. squad. And Aberdeen very kindly allowed us to rest 11 players for the second half. That's true. And in fact, I think we rested a sub as well. Did they win a throw-in, even Aberdeen I, second half? I barely remember them coming forward. No. Um, it's just a lack of... The thing is, Aberdeen, we can laugh all we like, and we're going to. Yeah, we are. But Aberdeen are meant to be some sort of challenge, and I'm quite into this idea of resurrecting the SPL, because I don't think we're going to get invited to the EPL anytime soon, David. No. I think we have to try and make our own well, I think Celtic's uh, shame in England last week has put well, paid to, I think put paid to Celtic that. being offered down there, so... Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's ruined for all of us. Yeah. But I think we have to make our own club stronger. And Aberdeen are ostensibly one of the bigger clubs. No, no. This is the longer this goes on, the less we can say that Aberdeen well, yeah. are a small club who had a fluky five years under the greatest manager, arguably that this country has ever produced. You take away that five years, and Aberdeen are a middling club. They're no bigger and no better than the likes of Kilmarnock and Motherwell. And it's time for us to stop paying heed to these errant. Children who need taken outside, taught how to speak, dressed, yes, and head to toe in clothes that were made this century, and basically told, right, just get yourself together. So what you're saying is, they've been shit. Mm-hmm. They continue to be shit now, mm-hmm. and they probably will be shit in the future. Forever. Yes, and we should all the not be- only accept that, rejoice in that. Their best player is seventy style Lady Garden, Paul Hartley. Right, that's true. Yeah, that is their best player. Now we decided that we would look into. How current Aberdeen as a big club are Scott Vandenacker Yes You're the Casey Kasem of this pod You're the Dave Lee Travis You're the big hairy arsehole of this pod I am indeed yes Pot pickers You looked into the chart history Did you not? I did What I thought was If any Aberdonians have downloaded this what? Have they got to have done that? They might have got to stand outside a Rangers fan that's well, got Wi-Fi and go, fit like going to put on that talking box thing Somebody might have sent them one through yoghurt cartons with a bit of string But um And I thought we could cheer them up by Maybe, you know, might stepping back in time. September 1991, David. ding Number three in the hit parade, Sunshine on a Rainy Day by Zoe. Oh, she would, she would have, she'd have caught it. Probably, probably still then. would. Probably still would. She's How old do you she was then? Well, she'd be mid-twenties. Now, for, aye, probably. Mid-forties. Probably, probably a MILF. Probably mm-hmm. one of the top MILFs. Yummy mummy. 
Number Joey, if you're out there and you're listening, get in touch. Yep. Um, or reading. Send, send some photos. Yes, you know. preferably anyway. Tasteful. Um, number two in the hit parade at that time is I'm Too Sexy For My Shirt by Right Said Fred. Nice. Probably still getting played in Aberdonian nightclubs as well, <laughs> yeah. as we speak. We've got a hot new tune. <laughs> and number one, that long, lazy, hazy, late summer stroke autumn was everything I do. I do it for you. Gosh. Except brackets beat Rangers. I rocks it again <laughs> ever by Brian Adams. Yes, you know that's how long ago it was. The thing, see, when you're talking there about Zoe and we were getting around to having, you know, possibly sensibly arty pictures of her sent yeah, into podcasts. Yes. The guy who invented Penthouse died the other week. He invented Penthouse, and Penthouse were the first magazine to show a Paul Hartley. Were they? They were. Up yeah. until then, Playboy had always done the strategically placed apple. Yeah. But uh, in Penthouse, they got out full, full bush. Um, but I believe Excellent. it was Fiesta. This is my, my history of pornography mm-hmm. class, remember? Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Alongside college. Pornography 101. Pornography 101. I believe the first Kipper shot was Fiesta. Yeah, well, it would be, wouldn't it? It was every boy's first, first dirty book, wasn't it? A Fiesta. Fiesta. Or Escort. Named after, I wonder if Ford never sued them. Every single model of Ford had a very, very rude Ponta. magazine named Chris, after. do you remember that we were convinced we saw an art teacher from our school in a Fiesta Reader's Wives? Producer Chris? I, I do remember that, yes. She was, I'm not going to name her in case she's listening, but she was a scary looking beast, wasn't she? Oh, was class, it hard, do you reckon? I am convinced. Utterly convinced. I would put me off my stroke for about five seconds. I was 14, you know, <laughs> but true, um, yeah. straight back on it. Anyway, that is how long it is since the sheet won. The yeah. fans were utterly embarrassing. You know, even the Alan McGregor abuse, which they seem to think was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, a, didn't bother him because he'd nothing to do. He, yeah. was, he was sitting there in a deck chair with a copy of the Sport Life and a yeah. joint. And B, even that was like a year out of date. And at one point, they started singing about Michael Moles' wife. And you're going, do you know what century <laughs> yeah, this is? Yeah. You know, they are just so embarrassing. I think they wake them up out of cryogenetic freezing to go to Ibrox to shout obscenities. The, the, and then they put them back under well, again. The, the thing about them is, is it seems to be a big deal for them. And I think that's fun. But you begin to think, do we even need to be there now? You know, can we not just like, get them down on, on some the scheme? A lot of people who have got... Specific needs, David, and who are very special little boys. What you're and girls. suggesting is we get Aberdeen fans, and then the Waverley will have exceptionally clean in their windows. Yes, I'm suggesting that they're lucky little boys and girls, Aberdeen fans. We send them down the water in the Waverley for a wee treat, maybe with ice cream, and it would just, they won't come to Ibrox that way and won't have to be polluted by them anymore. They were singing a sen- uh, offensive songs, one about Alan McGregor uh, being a rapist, and I thought, well, in this sense, he is because he's part of a team that continually fucks you without your consent. Yes. So, uh, 19 years. 19 years And no sign of it And it's going to be another yeah. 19 years And even then Only if Rangers have an injury crisis It's so large That we're forced to send yeah. out You, me and Dingwall And even if Dingwall's in goal There's no lot getting past them And let's be honest Scott yes. uh, Just coming up but We are in international week And we've got to talk about it uh, We've got Some of the Rangers players Have got a massive international game this week Well I was reading on the television That in Bahrain They've arranged for Argentina To play Brazil Uh-huh I believe along those lines... Sweden are playing Germany. Yep. And along those lines, Scotland have attracted... The Pharaohs. Yeah. Yes. And they're charging people to go. Can we have a moment's silence for Scotland's (laughs) dignity? Yes. What do you learn about a fixture against the Faroe Islands, apart from the fact that no one in their right mind wants to see a fixture between Scotland and the Faroe Islands? Except, and this is where they've been clever, Aberdonians because it's been held in Aberdeen, and for them, it is probably light relief from being an Aberdeen fan. Mm-hmm. They get to see some decent football, and that's just from the fairway. God, what a terrible, terrible state of affairs when the highlight of your season is yeah. going to be the Scotland player. Well, apparently they've sold more tickets already for this than the average Aberdeen game. It just is. Seven? 
Yes, it's a frightening prospect. It might be a few Aberdeen players in the team as well. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, that, that's <laughs> unlikely, isn't it? Unlikely. Uh, the, the thing was, when, when I was sitting watching the game, and you can see a few guys that are clearly needing a rest, Rangers are surely within the right to say to the SFA, we are not sending any players. I think, to be honest, without wishing to appear smug, what I do though, Rangers are the only team at the moment from the SPL still active in European competition, David, am I right? Yeah, but that's been the case since, like, June. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And not only that, it's a flagship competition. And not only that, we're in with a chance, no matter how remote it may seem, of qualifying from the group into the last 16. Fairly big chance. But, yeah. we, but we still have to make sure we get through in third. And, yep, so we still qualify for Europe after Christmas. I cannot see what benefits there would be in making our players play this game. And I think, I wouldn't be surprised if a few hamstring tweaks occurred before then. Do, do we think there's going to be a few strategically placed hamstrings? I think, ah, uh, ah, uh, it's really so. Well, uh, by the time that this uh, this pod is listened to by most pod, uh, pod people, you will uh, know the result of this absolute joke of a football match. So we're we a bit hostage to fortune, but personally, I don't want to see any Rangers players involved, and I'm, I'm pretty no. hopeful that we will. Then again, I'm not exactly Mr. Tartan Rug and Timberland no. Boots and Pishing and Folks Doorways, am no. I? I'm not really well, the, the poster that, boy That, for that the used to be on Saturday night. Well, yes. But yeah. it was unrelated to being a Scotland fan. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it was my doorway. And it was your rug. Yeah, and my rug. I'll only give you that back one of these days. I uh, know. You should maybe give me time to get it dry. Yeah, I was going to say that, right. actually. No yeah. problem. Okay, then. Well, we're, we're glad to have you back, Scott, because last week's Spears of the Week um, was done inside a couple of minutes. So oh, no, today. Now, we'll now that you're back, and I know that the listeners will be looking forward, so we'll move on to this uh, section two, Spears of the Week. Spears of the Week is our long-running and much-beloved feature where we look at who in the wide, wide world of football has made a total Paul Hartley of themselves over the past seven days. It's named in honour of Graeme Spears, who used to be a sports writer for The Herald and yeah. now, I believe, is currently working for the Oban Haddock Advertiser. Yes. Uh, they probably still think Graeme Spears is quite big in Aberdeen, do you reckon? They probably do. They probably they think he's on Scott Sport with Arthur Montford and Sally <laughs> McNair. <laughs> well, see, most of their highlights are watched on DVD or VHS. <laughs> Right, yeah. Max. Yeah. Did you prefer sports scene or Scott Sport? I don't mean the kind of you know the, the the BBC run. Oh, look how many times we can cram into the yeah. show in twenty minutes. Show. Keep I mean vintage. proper Archie McPherson, Doogie Donnelly, Arthur Montford. Uh, I had to like Archie McPherson because he basically was paying no attention. The favourite thing he'd be like, oh, Tynecastle, famous old ground, the ghost of the past. The famous forward line from no, it's been a goal. Oh. You just tell it he's paying no attention at all to the game. I loved that. It would be you know? interesting if there had been a, a book that had come out recently that sort of mentioned any stories about Archie McPherson. Anecdotes, perhaps. Anecdotes. But then it'd have to be a football related book about Scottish football that's basically in time for Christmas. Well, funnily enough, my book, 21st Century Blue, Being a Bear in the Modern World, contains, uh, well, would be my favourite Archie McPherson yeah. story, which I'll give you listeners for free, even though, please buy the book. Come on. Do a bear a favour. Yes. Uh, which was, Archie had a spell working for Eurosport in the early 90s, and the only thing he really got from it was he decided he was an expert on pronunciation of foreign names. Mm-hmm. And uh, he decided that basically that meant he would just make something up. So the one he decided for uh, Ranger striker John Claude Darcheville, not, not a difficult name to say, yeah, but I can see. was Darkie V. Oh dear. Until somebody pointed mm-hmm. out, A, that's not his name, and B, for the love of God. <laughs> yes. So uh, it then went back to just, uh, uh, he settled on uh, Darcy V. Uh, still than, wrong. Still better though. <laughs> but still wrong. Still better. Yeah. Uh, you have to admit. He should have settled on his actual name. Spears of the Week is the Scott Van Den Acker section. David, I'm hoping so. Uh, because... How many? 
Well, four. Four? <laughs> but, but, hear me out, okay? What does the word mini-pod mean to you? Okay, I'll make it quick though, right? No, you won't. I, I'm hoping that I might win because I've got no competition today. <laughs> but even then, I, I could precious David, I'm sure. It depends on the mood you catch me in. Of should course. you Should you find me in that, uh, uh, Of course. Should you find me in a playful mode? I'm hoping I'll make you laugh, mate, you know? Right, it's crazy seeing the world of football, folks. It's not me you're trying to impress, it's the listeners. Singularly <laughs> failed in the past yes, pods, but you can give it a go this I was going to say, you missed a pod and everyone's like, well, that Cammy Bell's magic. Somebody said... Who's that wee guy on the Facebook? I Cam- love Cammy's. Cammy's my favourite. It's either Cammy's mum or somebody who's got problems. We'll either give the boy a couple of weeks to, to get better or we'll send Dingwall around. I think so. To talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to talk about minors, David. Okay. Are you talking Chilean or glitter scent? Chilean. Right, good. Thankfully, I know. I thought we may be getting monitored by Celtic FC again. Right. The bastard in this case is Sebastian Piñera, who's the president of Chile. Okay? <laughs> he, he's a political-minded person. Chris, do you think he makes this up? I'm starting to think he does, actually. Every week. He's a serious-minded man who you'd think, right, would be also there for his people. He organised a football match, a charity football match against a minors select from the 32 guys who get lifted to the surface, okay? <laughs> That's cruel, guys. Right. <laughs> it was your pre-season when we were locked <laughs> in a mine for four months. <laughs> it wasn't straight after, I don't think. So <laughs> That's a competitive yeah. bloke, though. Right, lads, you've yeah. had your 40s to you've met up with your wives, give them a look yeah. as they isotonic and get them in the <laughs> exactly. park. You know, we rub, we rub down with a magic sponge, yeah. <laughs> I um, once played in a... Uh, for a, an amateur side And I remember one time when It was the first time I'd ever come across Wintergreen You know the liniment mm-hmm. And I said to this guy What's What do we, we use that stuff for And he went Makes your legs look all shiny And I went Uh huh Any practical reasons He went No but like, on the telly Makes your legs look all shiny <laughs> And I thought This isn't exactly The burn no, bow is it No anyway, the, the Cunningham the District Under 12's league uh, Not on TV much No So but The minors team Led 2-0 at the break But the politicians Right Started digging in it was two each, and then the president actually scored the winner against these poor miners. They've been trapped underground, dragged to the surface, and he went mental celebrating, scoring the winner in the last minute. Um, straight away, I'm going to rule that one out because I think that guy sounds cool. That's what I would have done. <laughs> you might be trapped. I would have slid down to my knees, making that noise, you know, the, oh, lifted his jersey. noise, sliding in front of miners, yeah. giving it a big collective, get it right up you. Well, I thought it was a tad offside person. Well, not the goal, but the fact that he scored. No, that, you're not winning with that one. This is a, a tale from Croatia, folks, okay? <laughs> At the moment, Vlatko Markovic is running for a fourth term as Croatian FA chairman. He's a big friend of Sepp Blatter. That should tell Aren't you that. Aren't they all, yeah? He's now, okay, he's now decided that his comments on homosexuality shouldn't disbar him from standing for a fourth term. What he said was that gay players should never be allowed to play in Croatia because football's for healthy people and they're all sick. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he's, um, he said people should go off his back. Um, he's like, I'm effing sick of you, understand, write that down in your notebooks and then shove your note... Anyway, right. So this man is... The FIFA are now investigating, although he's Sip Blatter's pal. Is this why Cammy, his trial with Dynamo is a greb, got cancelled? <laughs> yes. Ah, right, that yeah. would explain a lot of things. Then, so here in the paper it said... The and last why Mark Viduka was very keen to go to the country. <laughs> exactly. He was useless, wasn't he? He really was. Um, Markovic himself isn't the first person to come up with this kind of evil patter, David, right? Mm-hmm. But the first person to do it, it's just absolutely brilliant. A guy called Otto Baric, who's from Albania, right, told the Jurnali Lishti newspaper in 2007, I'd never allow a gay in my team. If I was gay, I wouldn't even let myself play. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? I couldn't stay in my own job because I'd know I was gay. I know I couldn't be trusted. But, and you know the gays, they're all weak and sick anyway. But what if you were a gay masseuse and you knew you were gay? <laughs> Would you stay in your job? Not according to Otto Baric. Right, so... I, I wouldn't pick myself if I was gay. 
You know how every week we make a running gag of the gay badinage, which yes. goes on in Heart and Hand. Uh, yes. Listener Alan Galloway has sent us in a gay bandage, <laughs> which I'll sh- uh, we'll put a picture on the Facebook, but it's basically a bandage that he's written, ooh, hark at her, on. <laughs> so well, that'll go on the Facebook this week. It's, and it's off to Café Del Monica later tonight, the bandage. See, you know one of these places. Apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. And th- this is a winner. And this would win anyway. You go in there for lunch, can't get a cucumber for loving their money. <laughs> that's true. That's true. This is a wonderful story, okay? A coach from Chinese third division side, Tanjin Locomotive, has claimed that studying the size and shape of a player's penis <laughs> could help him uncover the next Lionel Messi. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> right. <laughs> The unnamed coach told the Yangtze Evening Post, genital examinations are now necessary. <laughs> I bet they are. I can, help, I can help determine the potential of a young player because the condition called congenital testicular dysplasia can imbalance their hormones. I said that. Didn't I say that's <laughs> why I never made it? it congenital better. testicular dysplasia. <laughs> yep, that's me. It gets better though, David. Eager not to make Chinese football laughingstock, the article quotes a Henan professor of reproductive medicine saying, well, looking at a boy's penis size and shape can give you an idea of his hormone levels. Boys with short, thick genitals and a tight scrotum are good for the football. <laughs> right? And this was it's my favourite, though. However, the tangent coach is eager to point out there are other factors involved, including sure. football IQ. He said, only checking the genitals, well, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> right, well, I, I'm going to have to go with the genital, the genital chappy there. How good is that? I, I love the bit of the end, he's like, only checking genitals now, that's ridiculous. No, that's all. There is a, we don't want any controversy in heart and hand, but there's no. maybe a certain boys club that that guy used to work for. <laughs> yeah, I think so, uh, yeah. And it just led to a whole, a whole sea of heartbreak. Did they get their genitals checked regularly? Yeah, fairly yeah. regularly, it was a, a bit of a scandal. Uh, can we just say to any aspiring youth coaches out there, if you say that you listen to the heart and hand podcast mm-hmm. and you were only seeing if the boys in, under your care were going to be the next Lionel Messi we're, n- we're actually going to testify yeah. against you as well yes right. big shout out to Peter Head Nonswing we didn't write this or say it yeah. we just copied it we down just copied it in fact not we Scott Vandenacker did I'd like to point out <laughs> what were you searching for when you found that Last, um, boys penis size makes good footballs what what was no, the, the football bit wasn't in the Google <laughs> just um, okay Scott you win this yeah, is this yeah, is your section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means going into next week when we'll have a full pod and proper people here oh. that you've got a crown to defend. Oh dear. But you wear it well. So, so he's going to be there next week. Winner, uh, yeah, uh, and he's going to win it. Right. Winner of this week's Spears of the Week, Scott Vanderacker. Thank you. Week three of this, um, we really didn't want to talk about it, but it's it's all that's in the news. Uh, complaints still rumble. Celtic uh, basically now seems to be dis- any decision against them. Yeah. They want a personal guided tour of it, uh, the inside of the, the referee's mind. They lost mind. The, the toss for kickoff today before the game. My God! Think, to think of the carnage. <laughs> uh, it's, it's now beyond a joke. Uh, Lennon's behaviour in the Hearts match was utterly Utterly hilarious. Yep. People were saying, oh, it's scary, he's going to cause bother to... How, who bothers he get? The guy's a four foot three munchkin, right? Yep. If Neil Lennon came up to punch you, he'd be like short bloke in a pub. You just hold him by his face and he'd be swinging under your armpit. He is closer to laughingstock than source of revolution. Oh, uh, uh, you still hear people say, well, Celtic keep winning. They keep winning until they meet anybody. Yep. You know, I mean, I have absolutely no concerns at all about whether... 
don't get me wrong, squad might do as in, we might have a loss of form, but the fact is, if Rangers played Celtic 100 times, we would beat them 99. Yes. And they would write 99 re- letters to the referee about it. Would have done something wrong, something... They, they are embarrassing. Surely now it's time for... It's getting bad that even the media now, with the exception of, our, you know, just... Fanboys, like, yeah, like Mark Greedy, etc. It's getting to the stage even these guys are going. You have to stop this. You know, mm. occasionally you lose football matches. It can happen. I think the Tynecastle one exposed them because it's that thing you know. We learn it's like I've not watched the tackle again. I refuse to. I'm just in the huff. And it's like no, it was a red card. At the very least, it was borderline. I thought it was a red. He sent off uh, Thompson last season for doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. Lens, like, it wasn't even a foul. Yeah. And that's just literally, it's make yourself a laughing stock or rather more. Yeah, it's stock. ridiculous. Uh, the, the constant claim about referees, on top of the fact that Celtic have just, their PR's gone back years. I mean, you talk to fans in England, if you had a look on the internet last week, Celtic just made themselves as despised as to be fair, they should be in England with uh, with their, their, their poppy behaviour. And the fact that, you know, Reading Lawwell can leak a story within about seven nanoseconds of something happening, but yet couldn't come out and make a comment about that for the whole of yeah. the week. Uh, with the usual, we will ban them. No, you won't. No. You never do. Well, they might. They're still chasing the guy that threw light at Fernando Rickson, though. They know who these guys are. Of course they Yeah, know. they know who these guys are. They've got no interest in banning them at all. It's, I don't know, it has to stop. To be fair, um, somebody said that the, the section, the, the Green Brigade, or however they're spelling it this week, um, that there's 500 of them. To be fair, for some of Celtic's midweek games, if they were to ban the Green Brigade, you know, the crowd would go down by 30%. I think that's true. They've actually, they're not the biggest fan group, that's the Green Seat Brigade. Yeah, the thousands of them. Tens of thousands a season of them, yeah. To be fair, it might have been Mother's Day. That's true. We also, they're a lot quieter. Yes. <laughs> um, I think now it's, it's come to the point... They have to ban him for... I think it's come to the point where... Sorry to interrupt, David, but a two-game ban is not enough. Talk, getting to come in and explain himself. They have to make an example. They have to say, next time any of this antics at the sideline, next time you swear at a fourth official, or you swear at the linesman, it's a three-game ban, then a four, then a five, £100,000 fine. Celebrity boxing match. Square go, three rounds, Queensbury rules, Walter, Neil Lennon. Walter wouldn't even take his cardigan off. Yeah. Lenny Gaga up against Sir Walter. Walter would slap, wouldn't he? he? Would just slap, slap him out of the next absolutely. week. He'd, he'd go out Walter with shorts, boxing boots, cardigan. Uh, and he'd say, particularly. Yeah. Uh, particularly, I was I was happy to glug a wee bastard yeah. early doors. P- particularly happy yeah. that you... Yeah, I think yeah. Chris, producer Chris, neutral Kilmarnock fan, although uh, Tim's would just say that you're just uh, a bear with neighbour's fair, but anyway... How are the rest of Scottish football, the Diddy teams fans like yourself, how are you seeing uh, Lennon's behaviour? I think he's uh, losing the plot a wee bit, to be honest with you. I mean, referees... Did they ever have it? Well, uh, well that's hard to say. Um, referees make mistakes. Uh, everybody gets punished with it. We've had penalties given against us this season that shouldn't have been given, penalties not given that should have been. Arguably, like for a team like Kilmarnock that could feasibly get relegated and get a business, that's more important than maybe coming second in the league uh, but we don't go on about it nobody cares when mistakes happen um, goal yesterday chopped off for offside no mention of it and then in the match reports or anything but yet some of that happened to Celtic and you hear about it for a fortnight I yeah think. absolutely and I think Chris touches on a really good point there Scott that these decisions that go against smaller clubs you don't hear about them because Celtic are too busy dominating now I'm an, a Rangers fan and I accept that our club will probably get more decisions um, based on the fact that we're a big club, we've got 50,000 fans at Most the matches. we do more attacking. Many, we do more attacking. Mm. I accept, now surely for Rangers and Celtic to complain about the rest, there's 38 other teams in Scotland that in probably get more, more realistic. I also think Chris is right in saying that at that level, 
the margins are much tighter for teams like Kilmarnock. If the ref makes an arse of it, you lose a point or two points, and later in the season you get relegated by a point. Hmm. You could go out of business. Well, last, the, se- last season, I mean, that, a, a decision, a bad decision late on in the season could have sent us down and out of business last year. So, I mean, I'm, with the greatest respect to both of the old firm teams, if you don't win the league for a couple of years, is it the end of the world? Yes. Well, I you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why you asked that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you know what I mean, though. I mean, it's yeah. not materially, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference to the, the club. Whereas the likes of Falkirk going down, or maybe even us going down. Yeah, the, the, it could, the, it could finish the club. Yeah. I think as well. Uh, by the way, Chris, uh, might will come in the command preview, but makes you part of line and stick on for manager a month, surely. He has to be. 3 in. 3 now wins and a 1 1 draw at Tanadice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not bad. I don't know what it? he's doing down there, but it's uh, certainly working. Yeah, we'll be investigating. Uh, if all your players come out with massive, you know, what. We should go and check the Kilmarnock players' bobbies. Yes, we, size and we shape. need to see the size and shape of their bobbies. What was the ideal score to them? <laughs> I don't know. We'll need to do some research into that. Um, so I think then it's, it's coming out loud and clear. And I think Tight. the media also have to take a bit. And we don't want to read about this crap anymore. It has to stop. It, we're sick of we're sick of reading about it. We're sick of hearing about. It. In fact, that's a moratorium on it, right? Yes. Unless Celtic set fire to one of their fans in a human sacrifice next week because of referees, we're not going to discuss it on the pod. Correct. But what we will say is that we hope that in 19 years we're not still on the pod talking about the top three singles the week when Celtic started going on about refs and never stopped. Oh, yeah. like that, but yeah, it, could be. it could go on for, I mean, who knows when it's going to end. Yep, I think you're right. Okay, so utterly sick of this that we are. We're going to move on, and we're going to move on to uh, Scots competitions. You're back, and I'm sure the listenerships want to know who's winning what. Who's winning what, you may ask, David. Okay. First quiz was about the commando books. Are they what I thought, because it was brought up last week and I couldn't answer this. Yes, uh I've got Are they war books, or are they German men in sort of fatigue with their scrotums out? No. They are war books. They're very tough and very manly, and these blokes involved in these commander books would neither be homosexual, nor a feat, nor in any way like your sort. Look at this foppery in front of me. Protestant? Well, they probably would all have been Protestant, yes. Even the Japs? <sighs> They're inscrutable. Is Japs a racist term? I'm allowed to, I need to say Japanese. Yeah. I don't really I know to say Japs. Japanese not for short purposes of not getting sued. Right, okay, well, yeah. I, I did think it was just, uh, no offence to the Japanese community, I like sushi. Mm. Yes. I have the music of that band that mm-hmm. done that uh, 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 song in the house. I am not in any way anti-Japanese. In fact, I have been turning Japanese, I really think so, many an occasion. <laughs> is that a song what I think it's about? I think it is, right, yes. Okay, well, in that case, yes. Yes. On an hourly basis when it's cold. Okay. Yes. As I was saying, the competition was, was... I'm glad you mentioned it last week, but I felt that there was a... Mocking sort of, tone. A mocking tone towards it perhaps being about hardcore German pornography. If only it was, folks. And let me tell you, you wouldn't be getting it as a competition prize <laughs> if it was. I'd be holding on to those sweet <laughs> sweeties, okay? So, the good news is... Do you want to know the good news? Mm-hmm. Scott Gibson has won the commando books. You're kidding? Nope. Scott, Mr. No Luck, Mr. I've the never won a The man who has entered every competition we've ever had. And never won and a And never thing. won. Or any other competition apparently before that either. There was a chap on the Facebook mm-hmm. who was sucking up your arse in an attempt to win, and I don't think it was this chap. No. Scott's click. See, Scott, right? The question was all very easy. What noise did Japs make? What noise did Germans make? Japs Aye. was. Aye. And Germans, David? Arg! Exactly. But Scott won it with his tiebreaker, okay? Which was? Why was Mark in the Six Offenders Register? Allegedly, brackets, he's not really, folks. Well. Not um, at the time of recording. Not at the time of recording. We don't know what it is tonight, but um, (laughs) 
He went to his local chippy. He's working for a youth football team. <laughs> in, in China, yeah. <laughs> he said he had some scientific... Oh, wait a minute. Um, he said, he, Scott said, Mark went to his local fish and chip shop. And then that gravelly, deep, horrible, sinister voice of his said, Fish and chips, please. And the girl thought he said, Fickin' stripping on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> the police were called. Struggle ensued. And Mark ended up with a restraining order and on the list. And I think Scott... Plausible. Plausible. Well, in fact, that might actually be too... It might be, yeah. It's a story. So, Scott, you've won something. Congratulations. Not really worth winning. No. But you're still a winner on all our hearts. Billy McGinty. He can't have won any. He has won. I'm not having this. Billy McGinty has won for two reasons. Number one, he got the questions right, David, which means he is perfectly entitled to win. And number two, he went on every post you put up on the Facebook. Did he? How great you were. Did he? I I didn't notice. Boo! No, no. Boo! I think what I did notice was a gentleman called... Millie McBinty, I think it was, who was making a lot of good comments about my post agreeing with me a lot. Absolute disgrace. So, Billy, you've won the ball's round and actually the Chinese <laughs> professor. <laughs> the ball is round and tight <laughs> in the scrotum. Billy, you've won that. And not only that, but I like what you're posting on Facebook and I think you're a guy with vision. I think you know. What, what were the answers to the questions for everybody else that answered? Who, by the way, everybody else answered, I think you have been done, but go on. 1870. This wasn't random. You didn't draw this out of hat. You picked this guy. I didn't, it was random out of hat saying Billy McGinty, the guy that lapped your arse up. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, it was 1876 against Wales, and it was Moses McNeil, was the first player to be capped for Scotland. And Notts County are the oldest professional team, who are still a professional team, albeit they're lurking around the lower leagues. League two? Yeah, okay. Um, so, so to Notts Scott County. and Billy, if you can send us your details, if you can send them to ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's ibroxrocks, R-O-C-K-S, at playbackmedia.co.uk. And uh, in the case of Scott, then the big our Scott will post out your, your winning. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Billy, he'll probably take you out to dinner um, to celebrate and so you can have a nice night. Uh, for anybody else who wants to get in touch with, possibly complain about Scott's blatant fix, you can get in touch with us also at ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. You can post your thoughts on what is becoming a rather thriving cyber community at uh, Heart and Hand, the Facebook page, which is on... The Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, And we we had a landmark last week where we went well through a thousand likes, and we're now well over a thousand active users, uh, and they're all talking to each other. Some of them are getting a bit out of hand. Yes. Um, they're starting to gang up on us a little bit. Yes. A lot of them are saying nice things about Cami Bell. Well, one. Yeah. One. And I banned him. One too many. Yeah, and well, I deleted yeah. and banned the guy. Well, fair enough. Obviously. Okay. And I wrote to Carstairs and said, could you right. please stop allowing but your... that's the kind of thing, folks. You've not... What you got to realise is, okay... We want funny stuff, yeah. right? David and I don't think that we're better Rangers fans just because we do this pod... There's lots of reasons why we think... Hundreds of reasons. And you should be a bit more grateful... Maybe make us the centre of a lot of your posts. Don't start talking to each can other. I just, can I just say that he is being as ironic because there will be somebody going, see, I knew it, I knew it. The, <laughs> the Uber, fa- they think they're Ubers. The, the, the Facebook has been absolutely brilliant yeah. and as uh, a heart and hand Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter, which is Ibrox Rocks. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow Graham Spears on Twitter because he got ordered for the Times oh, to... Oh, it's, it's pathetic. It really is embarrassing. Uh, you would think someone else was was writing for him. I, I made the mistake... <laughs> like of, all the rest of his out. Yeah, I made yeah. the mistake of going on and I lasted three tweets and I've a, a instantly got rid of him again. I think 
we should uh, move on to a final section. Not bad for a minute. I think you have done all right at a mini pod this week, guys, I've got to say. Um, we're going to talk about the Kilmarnock game, which has to be on my birthday. So if you it see does. me at Rugby Park next week, don't buy me a drink. But you can no. buy, buy me buy me a pie or something. Um, but not since a new pie. We know how you're still angry about that. You told us. Last season, anger. producer Chris says, says oh, when you're coming to Rugby Park, we've got the homecoming pie. Um, we discussed this. Nain. So uh, the thing is, we need to go for a pie before it starts, because there won't be any. That's true. Plus, is that odd? Twelve noon. Twelve noon. Rubbish. Twelve noon. Uh, well, at least we, at least we know it's twelve noon because we did that. Remember at Motherwell last week, we just yes. assumed it would be twelve forty-five. <laughs> turned up uh, and the game was quarter an hour in. Yeah, because he moved the kick off to half. We're very insouciant about it though. Yeah, we're the pub. Yeah, thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. boys. Uh, <laughs> yes. Although that was a game that nothing happened. Uh, Kilmarnock we were down a couple of weeks ago. Put the reserve side out, but they've had a hell of an upturn since then. We've yeah. maybe not all been playing so well, no. but hopefully a week rest for most of the players got the got the the, 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 the bad performance at the system. We've, we've got a lot of our easier games out of the way, like Celtic and Aberdeen. Yeah, now is an actual challenge. Yeah, wait, Kilmarnock certainly yeah. the toughest game since well, non Champions League game. Non Champions League game this season. And, um, but only one man can explain what's happened, what they've put in the water, and what they've put in the pies. Producer Chris? Uh, it's hard to say, to be honest with you. Um, the boy Eremenko looks a player. Mm-hmm. Eremenko de- definitely is a player. I mean, he's, uh, he's, got, he's no the quickest in the world. He's maybe not 100% match fit, but he's, uh, he's but got he certainly smokes. a bit of skill. You would hope so. Um, you'd hope he smokes. But I think what's made the big difference is partly Mix, who's been spending his time trying to get the fish, Connor Salmon, to... Uh, teaching him how to score goals because he always looked like he had the potential to do it but would sclaff it into the stand at the last second and this <laughs> tell Mick who you work with him maybe no bother we've got our own set of problems to worry about but um, no I think I mean I think it seems, seems to be the difference of defending tightly um, midfield's getting the ball down and playing it in the deck um, and Salmon started banging the man up front so when you're not losing goals mm. and you've got someone that's converting the, ch- the chances that we were creating all season mm. at the other end then it's certainly Ten points from twelve. Oh, delighted, delighted. Uh, the thing is that I watched the the Commander Rangers game a couple of weeks ago, Scott, and what Chris was talking about there was absolutely true. Kelly made chance after chance, then take him. It took an absolute wonder goal from Andy Little, uh, and then a fantastic finish from Naismith. Interesting, he was talking there about Eremenko. See, I'm always keen to go and watch Kilmarnock to see who'll be playing up front for us next year. Yes, so it's it's, it's always good to to go and do. He's owned scouting. by the wonderfully named. Metalist Karkov. Yeah, I always wish it was mentalist. Uh, Karkov. The mentalist of Karkov. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the the Walter has admitted after the Hibs game that he's going to have to play. Fleck came back on Saturday, did quite well. Uh, was played in a central position, which Greg Wild got we run out. Greg Wild. I think Kyle Hutton's a guy that a lot of fans are, are looking forward to seeing. But if we go there, and we've, I think we've proven time and time again over the last couple of seasons, if we go there with the right attitude, yeah. um, work hard, take our chances when they come. Hopefully, like some Miller getting a week off. Is it time to to maybe start? saying to Walter trust in these younger guys trust in the squad players well what I would say is which I've said for years David you can't rely on them in an emergency if they don't have game time Yeah, you can't say oh now we need you and they've played three minutes you have to integrate them slowly give them more and more game time give them games and then if you've got a Celtic away maybe a Champions League somebody like Kyle Hutton can step up because mm. he's part of the first team picture at the moment some of these kids are not part they're in the squad but I would not say they're part of the first team picture. No, I think um, there's, there's a lot of guys that you know that there'll be people put in. But I think even the likes of Richard Foster, you know, he's, he's been good enough to play against Valencia. And apart from that, we haven't, haven't seen since. What else was strange the other night, though, I thought was getting horsed by Hibs, fair enough. Didn't make the last substitution. No, he just kept was on. nobody uh, worth 10, 15? Yeah, I think if you've got a young guy, maybe one of the guys who's, who's been far away for the first team, then yeah. it gives a chance. But I think it'll be an interesting match. It's always a decent trip down I think there. A good match. I actually am quite looking forward to it. I think it's going to be cold and crisp. 
We'll get a pie before the game. It's your birthday. We're going to have a party in the car. Woo-hoo! As you know. Um, it's not going to be a very exciting party because you've been in my car. Really dodge light music. Yeah. With me driving really safely and slowly like an old woman. Yes, you but do. But still, it'll be good. Chris, Chris overtakes us in his thing that he's got. Uh, that, souped up washing machine, that blue. Yeah. Uh, you know, that thing that he does. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to mention what it is because it's like, you know, on the telly when they show a celebrity <laughs> coming in. Uh, speaking of which, at the time of recording, we don't know how Wagner got in in the podcast. Uh, Nor do we. <sighs> Yes, you do, right? How come we have to we have to support Wagner? Because you are a pod pleb, and pod plebs do what the pod overlord says, and I say we support the King Fagmer. Okay, yeah, right. I, enough. I'm, I'm feeling uh, a little bit myself. I don't care, right? You know, you're not here to get your self esteem boosted, right? You're here to give the opinions that I give you and do it in an amusing way, and you're here today spears of the week, I'm and you're st- back in Wagner. I'm still higher than Cami. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's good. I feel a bit better about myself. Worry about. Okay, well, thanks very much for tuning in to this week's mini pod. We'll be back with a full complement of guests next week. Uh, looking forward to it, where we'll be discussing what happened with the Kermana game and hopefully not having to talk about Celtic writing another sodding letter. Uh, my name's David Edgar. I've been joined by Scott Vandenacker. Asta Bleeft. Producer Chris Osborne. If Peter's in. And uh, we'd just like to thank our executive producer in London, Mr. Mike Lee, Mr. Paul Myers. Uh, get in touch with us. It's uh, ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk, heart and hand on Facebook, and heart, uh, ibroxrocks on Twitter. Thank you very much. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners Sports Revolution on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.